0: Good morning everyone, if you are new, what we're going to do now. Thank you so much team, so beautiful. Um, What we're going to do now is just um, talk a little bit about some things from the Bible and talk about what that means for us. And um, I'm really excited this morning about what we're going to talk about, mostly because I feel like in a lot of ways since COVID and there's all these all these big things been happening in the world and then we had lockdowns and whatnot, we've kind of all been, every church, every person, every family, everybody, kind of all been in a bit of like a rebuilding kind of phase, you know, like we're just getting back to things. We're just getting back to perhaps the way things were, although nothing is really the same, but we're getting back to some kind of normal. and um, And so that all takes energy, doesn't it? And we've been doing that over the last little while, but I just wanted to... I think we've done really well as a church at that now, and what I would really love is—it's so important to look inward and to um, to do that rebuilding. But what I would really love to remind us today is actually we're here on the earth for a reason, and part of part of that is not just for ourselves. And so we are um, just going to talk about what it means this morning to to start looking outside the walls of our church, maybe to start looking outside the walls of your house. And um, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I can see on some of your faces, you're like, great, she, she wants me to do something. Just hold up and let's talk about it first. <laughs> and um, yeah. So you met, who, met, who remembers Vision Sunday? We talked about, who can tell me what it was? Who can tell me what it was? Acts Like Family. Thank you. Who was that, Roland acts like family and so we talked about three big things and the first thing oh I think we have on the next slide thanks Ab we talked about connect groups really quickly so you're a Christian and you're ready to deepen your faith and if you're not already in a connect group today is a great day to find one Um, we talked about invest in someone and find someone to invest in you so we're giving to somebody and somebody is giving to us we're growing in our faith together we're learning new things that kind of thing so yes I'm a disciple and I want to follow Jesus and I want to help others do that too and then lastly we really uh, briefly touched on a person of peace. So finding the people in your life not just in our church but outside of our church where God is actually already at work in their life and our job now is to just recognize where God is at work and just join him in that. Like it's not hard. We don't need to kind of muster all the energy ourselves because God is already at work and so we partner with him. So that's what I want to talk about this morning. We're also going to talk about so we're going to talk about something called a person of peace. But we're also going to talk about the peace of God. So, <laughs> if you're sitting here this morning and you're like, I cannot do another thing, I cannot add another thing to my life, relax. Let's listen together. <laughs> and then we're also going to talk about the peace of God. And we're just going to have a moment together where we just invite the peace of God back into the middle of our lives. Is that cool? Tell the person next to you, it's cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. <coughs> So we're going to talk about a person of peace today and how we share this dynamic of acts like family um, with people who are actually not part of our family yet, who are not part of this church yet, who are not part of, maybe not even a big part of your world yet. And um, because what I've noticed is that Christians are notorious for like waiting for someone to get saved, like whatever that means. And then we start discipling. But I actually think that maybe a better way to share our faith is to disciple people, our people of peace, anyone who where God is already at work, to disciple people toward faith. So we're not just like waiting for them to come to church, for the preacher to like say a prayer and they get saved. But God's already working in the hearts of people around you. How amazing is that? And so our job, maybe our job instead of just getting them to church, maybe our job is to just begin discipling people toward a faith. order faith in Jesus. And so we want to look where God is already at work outside of the walls of ACC because he's actually already at work everywhere. And we want to partner with him. We want to partner with him. So some people will still come into our church building and they will still respond to like an altar call and say a prayer and they will get saved. Um, I don't know if you know, but on Easter when we had our breakfast outside, just a guy got saved at breakfast time like not even in here at church, (laughs) not even after a message, nothing like that, because God is already at work. How amazing. And so I want to talk to you about what a person of peace is. So some people will still come in here, they will still come in here, who hear something that inspires them, and they will give their life to Jesus. They'll begin to follow Jesus. How amazing. Um, But that, that won't be the case for everybody. I have a little, can you pass me that book, Zozo? I have this book here, if you would like to borrow it, or you can buy it from Koorong. It's called Thank God It's Monday. So who's heard of Thank God It's Friday? (laughs) Who felt like that this week? Thank God It's Friday. Anyone? Just me? No? All right. And so this one is Thank God It's Monday, and it's written by our state president, Paul Butler, and the premise of the book is um, that Sunday isn't everything, It's beautiful and it's special and we like honor being together and we love hearing the word of God and worshiping Jesus together. What a beautiful thing. Let's not stop doing it. But it's it's not an either or thing, right? Because God's not just at work in here. He's actually also at work everywhere. And so the premise of the book is uh, rebuilding a different attitude of, thank God it's Monday because on Monday I go out into my world (laughs) And I recognize where God is already at work and I begin to partner with him. So if you want to borrow it or if you want to read it, totally. And one of the things that he writes in the book is um, most people, they're not against you as a Christian, they're not against us as the church. They're actually just not thinking about church at all. Like they're Sunday morning, they're not waking up going... I think I might go to church today. It's just not on their radar. And this is, not you know, let's not feel um, down about this because the cool thing is that even though um, church is not on their radar, God is already at work. We need to keep reminding ourselves God is already at work. He's already at work. He's already at work in the people that you're working with and the people that you go to school with. And so we praise God for that. So at State Conference last year... Our denomination invited I think I was telling you on Vision Sunday, the most wonderful Baptist guy into a Pentecostal environment, you guys <laughs> this this Baptist guy in his like suit, and um, he he started talking to us about discipleship so every every leader in the ACC movement started talking to us about discipleship and this idea of a person of peace and um, it was such a beautiful experience for him because he um, had never preached like to a Pentecostal crowd before. (laughs) So he starts talking and everyone's like hooked. Everyone's like, whoa, he's amazing. And um, people start saying, yelling out to him, like as he's talking, they're like, so good. You know how (laughs) Pentecostals do that? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, come on. You know how people do this all the time in church. And um, not you guys, because you're really quiet this morning, but feel free to join. And... um, (laughs) So, someone yells out to him, That's amazing! and he stops his preaching. And he's like, That's so beautiful. He goes, No one ever says that at my church. <laughs> and I was so proud of us Pentecostals because he just, it was so encouraging to him. And he was like, You guys, you're the best. It was just so beautiful. And the reason it was beautiful is that we were two different denominations working together to help people find Jesus and not being divided over how we do that, not being divided uh, over process. And I just praise God for him. So we heard a little bit from him and, um, yeah, how... um He spoke to us about this concept of a person of peace. So I'm just going to set it up for you a little bit. And we're actually going to um, listen to a couple of his stories this morning. And then we're going to talk about, um, yeah, more thoroughly what this person of peace is. So if you have your Bible, you can open it up to Matthew Matthew chapter 7. I think we have that on the the next slide, Leesh. Thank you so much. So this is where the idea of a person of peace, a person of peace, this is where it comes from. So Jesus is sending out the disciples to different places, right? It happens when he's sending out the disciples and when he's sending out the 70, he says these things. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy. We're going to talk about this word worthy. Find out who is worthy there and stay at his house until you move on. As you enter the home, greet its occupants. If the home is worthy, this word in Greek actually means suitable, befitting. So the right place, the right person, the right time. So if the message of the gospel... Um, is found, is, is accepted in this house, in this house of household of peace, this worthy household. Um, he's like, let your peace rest on it. So stay there. But if it's not, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not welcome you or heed your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that home or town. So he's saying, wherever you start preaching the gospel, speaking the name of Jesus, talking about, um, you know, talking about the message of the gospel where, there, where it rests, where there is peace in that household, where you find people of peace and that message rests, then stay there. But if it doesn't, just keep going. Now, I love this so much. Firstly, I just love this concept of person of peace and we're going to integrate it into how we live, our, <laughs> live out our um, place here at, at ACC. But what I, what I really love and what I want to encourage you in is that n- this. by the sounds of this, not every house will have accepted that message right not every house was a household of peace or a person of peace and so I just want to let you know that there will be people who will be open to you sharing your faith with them and there will be some that are not and that's okay and here's why because if Zoe goes and shares her faith with this person this person this person but not this person one day Amy will go and share her faith, and it will reach this person. <laughs> so no one is missing out. Your person of peace, it might not be someone else's person of peace, but we need to remember that God is already at work. God is already at work. Cool. So I think we have, um, I think we have our video ready. So this, these are just some stories that um, his name is Dale Pastor Dale told as he implemented this idea of sharing his faith, and then we're going to talk about how to do it this morning. So wonderful. Um, What beautiful stories. And so actually he just goes on to say that he was talking to um, some Sydney Anglicans about this idea of a person of peace and discipling somebody this way. And um, this Anglican minister said to him, I think you have a higher regard for scripture than I do. And he's like, okay, unpack that for me. What do you mean by that? And he said, you just trust that the word of God will do its work. How beautiful, how beautiful. So we're going to like just be super practical for a second before we start talking just a little bit about peace in our own lives. So I'm just going to invite Dan up um, with me, if possible, Daniel. And um, so I'm going to pretend like Dan is my person of peace, right? And so, oh, thank you. It. I'll pretend, yeah. I don't know. And so... <laughs> And so I'm friends with Dan, he, um, do you remember the things that Dale said? He said, they like you, they listen to you and they serve you. So already I'm thinking about my, uh, Joseph's, um, Joseph's friend's mum, her name's Mel and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask her if she'd like to do this with me. I've already asked my neighbour, she said yes, it was super easy guys, don't be afraid. Um, Uh, So Mel, uh, like she, she likes me. She asks advice from me sometimes. And when we had COVID, she bought me some like butterscotch biscuits that she made from scratch. So she likes me. She listens to me. She says me. So this is the kind of person that we're thinking about because God is already at work. They know that something is up with you. (laughs) They can sense the presence of God in your life and they want to be, they want to be connected to you. And so there's, there's where God is already at work. So let's say Dan is uh, my person and I'm like, Hey Dan, I'm I don't know. I'm just looking for someone to read the Bible with. I don't know if you'd be interested. So this is the question that has worked mostly for um, this discipleship course, which I call uh, Building a Discipling Culture. I wonder if you'd be interested. And Dan's like, yeah, yeah man, I let's Mac is 6.30. And I'm like, no, not 6.30. Let's go like you know, 7 p.m., <laughs> 6.35, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And so then we, um, so what we do is we bring our Bibles and he he talked about ask, how are you going? And then we read the Bible. We read 10 or 15 verses of the Bible. And then I ask Dan, why don't you retell it in your own words? Because who knows when you learn something and you retell it, It helps consolidate that information and it helps you to learn and remember. And so that's what Dan does and he retells. So I've got in front of me, Jesus feeds the 5,000. And for the sake of time, we can't read it all. Um... But just just at the end, verse 39, it says Jesus directed them, all, all the people to sit on the ground in groups, on the grass, and they sat down and blah, 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 and they divided the fish, and there was a miracle that happened, and they ate, and they were satisfied, praise God, and the disciples picked up all of the stuff that was left over. So we read this together. We think about it for a couple of minutes, maybe... There's no pressure. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, now this means this and Jesus was a rabbi and what a rabbi is, is blah, blah. Like, no, no, we let the word of God do its work. <laughs> we just, at this point, we are picking stories from the scriptures because who doesn't love a story? Everyone relates to a story. So we've just read this story of Jesus feeding these people out of nowhere and I say, and I say to Dan, what's one thing that stood out to you?
1: That's interesting because I read it again after like last week and then I went and read it again because I thought, man, that is just blowing my mind. And uh, the day after that, my son, uh, we went to a football and at the there was roughly 5,000 people. It was quite huge. And I was like, it hit me then, that is a lot of people to feed. So like that's the first thing that stood out to me is like, wow, that's a lot of people. You know, you'd have to have a serious amount of, I don't know, faith or something. But that was quite astounding. Like, it's easy to read. And then, but then when you see that amount of people, so that's the first thing I thought of to answer your question.
0: And so you don't say anything. You don't say, okay, dig a little bit deeper. You don't say, oh, what do you think that that says about God? No, no, no. We just allow the word to do its work because Dan's going to be thinking about this for days and days after we've read the Bible together. And so the next question I asked Dan, what stood out to you? And then then I asked Dan, who could you share this with?
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny you said that because while I was at the footy, (laughs) I was with my mate. And I said to him, "Do you know there's a story that Jesus told?" And I said, "I know this is weird. I know that we don't usually talk this way." And he was just like beer in one hand, pie in the other. He just kind of went, "Look, looked at me like really weird." And I thought, "You know what? I'm going to go for it." I said, "There's like a, an account of of um, Jesus feeding this amount of people with a very small amount, and I don't know how he did it. It just..." Was more that, And he was like, shut up. And I went, no way. And, and so there you go.
0: Amazing. Okay. This is not how everything is going to be <laughs> with every person. But like with someone who's never read the Bible before, let's just expect that this is the kind of thing that people are going to talk about. This is a story. We're trying to wrap our head around the story together. We're retelling it to one another. And we're asking ourselves, what could I do with this? And then um, the, next quest, the next question, as we move further along, maybe I've met with Dan like three or four times. I say, um, I say, what do you think God's saying? I say, what do you think God's saying?
1: Um, the biggest thing that jumped out to me, I mean, you guys talk about faith all the time. And I guess that was the biggest thing for me that jumped out is that you got to have some pretty serious faith to believe that a small meal is going to feed a lot of people. That's what jumped out at me. Yeah. So, And I kind of um, I thought about in my own life, you know, I've got faith for a lot of things. Every time I get in my car, I've got faith that the people who built it did it properly so that mm. I get from A to B. Mm-hmm. And that's faith, even though it's not in your world, your Christian world. Yeah. But that, that's a kind of a faith. But I thought, man, this is next level stuff. I've got to chew on it, to be honest. I'm not quite sure what I think. But mm. faith is the big thing that come out of that. That's a key to this.
0: Yeah, awesome. And so then that's it. We're going to pray for Dan. God be with Dan this week. Amen. <laughs> that's it. And then we're going to meet with Dan next week and we're going to do the same thing. We're going to read a chunk of scripture. What stood out to you? Who could you tell? What do you think God's saying? And it's not our job to answer any of those questions. <laughs> it's our job to let the Word do its work, to let the story, the stories about Jesus do their work. And uh, there were so many um, stories that we've heard and even with my neighbour, um, you know, she's reading now this other book <laughs> um, about, what's it, about boundaries by this Christian person um, that, you know, ha- that wouldn't have happened. And so we're going to read this book together and talk about it. So what I'm saying is um, let's not... Let's not complicate something that is so simple with regards to sharing our faith. The Word will do its work. The Word of God is powerful and God is already at work. God is already at work. Yeah, thanks for being my person of peace, Dan. Appreciate that. Can I have the? Oh, there it is. (laughs) You can leave it there. Thank you. So you might be thinking, we only have like five minutes left. You might be thinking, that's great. But when I walked in here this morning, I don't even have peace in my own life. <laughs> I don't have any, even enough peace to even think about this, finding a person of peace that I could share my faith with. And I just want to speak quickly to that this morning. Thank you, Shani. So let's just flip the coin just for a moment as Shani plays. Get comfy. We're just going to talk for a minute. I, I want to say... When you don't have peace in your life and when things are upside down, firstly, I want to say, I get it. I understand. <laughs> Everybody in this room actually understands. You're not on your own in that. And um, oh, I just, I don't have enough time, but maybe next week I, I could tell this story. But I have my own story recently since the beginning of the year where I was just waiting, waiting for things to work out, waiting for the next answer, waiting for the next Whatever. And, um, and in that situation, it's hard to have peace, isn't it? <laughs> because you don't know what's going to happen next. And um, you don't know what the next answer will be, what the next step will be, what will happen. You don't know any of those things. But can I just encourage you today that even in those situations, we can still invite the peace of God into that. And it doesn't mean having the peace of God and knowing the peace of God. It doesn't mean that you don't ugly cry. Like you don't, you know, with the snot and the like your, what is this, mascara. Like it doesn't mean that. You can be messy. You can do the messy cry. It's okay to feel mad. It's okay to go through those emotions and feel those emotions. God gave them to you for a reason. But emotions are information. (laughs) And so emotions also signal us it's actually time to pray. It's actually time to pray. It's okay to feel all of those things and still invite the peace of God because peace doesn't mean that everything's okay, right? It means that you know that God is with you because you're with me. Because you're with me, I will not feel. That's the peace of God. And so really quickly, I'll just put my last, um, just the last uh, passage, Kesh, or just before that one because we're running out of time. Uh, oh, the one before that. <laughs> this is, it says this in Isaiah, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So in the Hebrew, this this perfect peace, you'll keep in perfect peace. Who knows the word shalom? You know that means peace, right? Lots of people know it means peace. So this is not, the, the original language doesn't say you will keep in shalom all who trust in you. It actually says you will keep in shalom, shalom, like peace, peace. Like, who remembers, maybe, I don't know, who remembers in primary school, like talk, talk amongst the little high school girls and they would say, do you like him or do you like, like him? You know, no, just me. So is this peace or is this peace? Peace. It's actually peace, peace. <laughs> it's actually shalom, shalom. It's incredible peace. It's peace that belongs to us, that we have access to, even when our circumstance is wild. Peace, peace. Not just peace. It's peace, peace. How amazing. Peace, peace. And the next one, Kesh, thank you so much. Do not be anxious about anything. As soon as those words hit my ears, sometimes I'm like, stop. You know I'm anxious, God. Don't say this to me. You know, you know, you know the feeling? (laughs) Do not be anxious about anything. But it says instead, so that means there's an alternative, right? There's an alternative to being anxious. Here's the alternative. In every situation, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell your requests to God and then the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. And so there are are some instructions in these couple of passages. And just as we finish up, this is like an orange highlighter moment. You have your orange highlighter, Duncan's orange highlighter idea. So the, the things that we see here are we set our mind on Him, we fix our thoughts on Him, and we bring our requests to Him. Oh, how amazing. There's no other person that is capable of handling these things that we would bring to them, but God is. God is we set our mind on him we fix our thoughts on him and we bring our requests to him so that he can exchange our cares for his peace have you ever seen a toddler they're like trying to do something like trying to hop in the car or they're trying to climb a tree and their like hands are full of toys and they're carrying like trucks and they got rocks in their pocket and you know they're carrying that stick that they found when you went for a walk like two days ago you know and you're like can I hold that for you can I can I hold that for you while you're getting in can I just hold that for you what do they say no, because <laughs> toddlers are rude. <laughs> They're like, no. <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, this would be so much easier if you would let me hold those things. It would be You could hop in the car straight up. It would be so easy you could climb that tree. No worries if you just let me hold those things. But no is the answer, isn't it? But how beautiful that this kind of peace, the God kind of peace, it actually transcends whatever we're going through, whatever traditions we have, the good ones and the bad ones. It transcends our own efforts because Paul writes in Ephesians, he himself is our peace. He himself is our peace. How beautiful. And so if you need this kind of peace this morning, um, we're just going to, I might invite the whole band back up if that's all right. If you need to head out for a cover, that's fine. But let's just take like one minute. Let's just take 60 seconds. We all stand together. And just like the picture of that toddler who's carrying all that stuff (laughs) that they're probably never gonna keep, right? Who has found rocks and like cars and stuff in the dryer, in the washing machine, and you like hide them, they never ask you where it is. (laughs) They completely forget about it. (laughs) They're never gonna ask for it again. Also paintings, have you ever done that parents? Wow, that's so beautiful. What is this? Is that a, a dragon? No, it's a rainbow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And you chuck it in the bin and they never ask for it again. They never ask for it again. Imagine if we, I mean, that's the only good thing about a toddler. (laughs) It's once they give something to their mom, once they give something to their dad, they don't pick it back up again. And how kind is God? Because once we give him something, sometimes we do need to repeatedly give it to him. Hey, I give you this, God. And then you feel anxious about it. No, I'm just going to give it to you again, God. Do you know that's actually fine to do that too? Imagine if we were like the toddlers where whatever we were holding on to that was stopping us from moving forward, we just decided instead of saying, no, I'm going to carry it by myself, I'm just going to give it to you, Jesus. I'm just going to give it to you, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. How beautiful, what a beautiful offer. So let's pray for a little moment before we head out. God, I thank you for the words of this song. Because you're with me, I will not fear Because you're with me, I will not fear. I will exalt you. You are my God. I pray, Lord, that as we consider the things that we've heard today, firstly, as we consider a person of peace and who that might be for us, I pray, God, that you'd speak clearly to us, that you would just, um, you would cause us to begin to pray for those people in our lives. And God, I also pray If that's just too much this morning and what we really need is just your peace (laughs) to invite your peace back into our situation, to like the toddler, to hand the things back to you that are inhibiting us. God, I pray that you would help us to do that in this moment. And if that's you this morning, not to be weird, but why don't you just like, just lift your hands or just open your hands to God. Kind of like you're saying, I'm giving it to you now, God. I'm giving it back to you now because it's just in my way. So with open hands, Jesus, with open hands, God, we remember your words to cast all your anxiety on me, to come to me when you're weary and I will give you rest. All of these things inhibiting God, we hand them back to you now. And Lord, I pray that you would exchange those things with your peace. In this moment, as we're standing here, but God, also as we walk out, back into the things of you know the week, back into work, back into wherever we're heading, God, would you make us aware of your peace? God, would we experience your peace in moments and in ways that we didn't even expect? Because you are that kind and you are that powerful. You can do that, God. So we hand these things back to you now, Lord things that we're trying to carry on our own and we just pray the simplest prayer god help me <laughs> god help me god help us I thank you jesus for your presence here i thank you for your word i thank you that it's so good that we need to share it with others i pray that you would help us to do that god i thank you for your peace now over every person, over every family in Jesus' name. And the whole church said, Amen.